You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everyone. Chunks in a hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I'm your hunk. I'm Doge, and Chunk has cost you your strength. Victory has defeated you. And I'm Carter, and ah, uh, yes. I was wondering what would Chunk first: your spirit or your body? The part where he's like, where he's like, grabs his. <laughs> I didn't see the light until I was a man. <laughs> and by then, it was nothing but blinding. Like, it's so intense <laughs> yes. all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, I love that. Uh, hey, why are you the hunk? Birthday. Birthday. Cool. And we're talking about a movie this week. No. <laughs> Tell me more about your birthday. Got born. Growed up. Tight. Comes around every year. Tight, dude. It's my <laughs> turn again. That's sick. It's my On turn your again. birthday? Do you feel in charge? <laughs> Well, you know, if you guys weren't nice to me today, it would be very painful for you. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite thing about this opening is is that the identity of the birthday boy <laughs> is no longer a mystery. <laughs> oh, I think the fact that it's a audio medium, it's lucky that all three of us have such a lovely, lovely voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid that soon people are going to stop listening to our podcast. <laughs> it's like not a quote anymore. Did we you run out. have you ever thought about this movie in the uh, actually yes. Amy memes caliber of like quotability? Oh, absolutely. Everything like even while watching it, I was like, "That's a that's from a meme. That's, that's a, a meme. joke. That's a meme. That's quote. a line. Yeah, that's a meme quote. It's always a meme quote. This yep. whole movie, always a meme, which is great. Um, we are continuing and uh, almost uh, the penultimate Carter, the penultimate yeah. episode. It's Carter's of, word. It's here. Batman series. Uh, we're wrapping up the Nolan Dark Knight trilogy with 2012's hottest movie, other than Avengers. The Dark, <laughs> dark Knight Rises. Rises. Other than the Avengers. That was the same year. Wasn't it? Or yeah. was it 2011 for the Avengers? No, that was the no. same year. It was two months before this. Yeah. There was a trailer for this attached to the Avengers. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Good year for superhero fans. Um, Doge, would you mind just this once? I never, I don't like yeah. to ask this of you, but if you would give me a synopsis, that would be really great. I will. This week's synopsis was written by IMDb user Dan Edge. Ooh. <laughs> I'm on the edge of dead. Yep. From a far side of the world, a lunatic rises from the darkness. Yikes, okay. Determined to annihilate the city of the Dark Knight, who has been hiding for eight years. Joining forces with old and new allies, Bruce Wayne must put his mask on one last time to finish what he had started and become a hero again. My super dump is Gary Oldman. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I just wanted Carter's heart to drop real quick. <laughs> Do you guys How remember did, going was that to okay? How did yeah. that Are you all right? I'm fine. Do you need to take okay. a second? Okay. Do you guys remember going to see this movie? I did you do. see this in, in the theater? I, well, I, I was sure on a did. family vacation. Wait, you saw where? What state? We were in California. Okay. And uh, I told my family, I was like, this is a great vacation. And I, I hope we're all having a lot of fun. If I don't see this movie on release night, I'm going to I'm gonna act up. Yeah. I'm going to cause some real, I'm going to be a real pill. Yeah. So yeah, we went to go More see so it. More so than usual. More so than usual, which is saying something. Which we is went a to go lot. see it in IMAX. It was like the biggest theater I think I've still ever been in. The energy was pristine. It was, this yeah, movie awesome. was an experience in theaters. It was so huge. I remember with how many kind of like 
mobs. There were tons of extras. I remember that being a, a news, yeah, uh, like fun stuff early on about the filming. I remember seeing stills of Batman and Bane fighting on the steps of like the courthouse in oh, Gotham, yeah. and they were like, well, they got thousands of extras to do this. The most since." I think they would say like Lord of the Rings trilogy or something. The like most that. since Ben Hur. Yeah, but yeah, the energy just with how much is going on, especially near the end when there's so many people, and the energy w- with the theater, they kind of felt one and the same. It was fun. Yep. I was on a a church camp trip. I was at church church beach camp Good for when you. this came out, and they took all the. This is gonna. This is going to. Both make me seem very old to some of you listening and very young to some of you co-hosting with me. They let all the seniors go see this movie. So that's how I saw this movie on vacation. Mm-hmm. But not so you can just say 76 year olds. Yeah. You could just say you said some of you would feel old. You could just say me. I'm the Carter, only yeah. one. I'll make you feel old. What well, I mean, you were married already when this came out? You <laughs> was married. Yeah. Your kids had just finally left the kids nest. Had just finally left the nest. Empty just nester. Got, just got married. Just became an empty nester. <laughs> I was in my second year in college. Mm. That's not. I mean, I was a high school senior. I had just finished my senior year. So yeah. Wait, no, sir. No, yeah, I, was I was in say, grad school. There's no way I was in grad school. school. You were in grad school. I always school. forget. Yeah. And I had just graded from high school. So yeah. Same. Same. Grad school. Grad from grad. School. Graded from school. Same. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same. Yeah, same. Yeah. 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 Same. 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 This, for a long time, I maintained that this was my favorite of the Dark Knight trilogy. It is not my that favorite is one of the of, Dark Knight trilogy. That is like one of my first memories of you is like- Oh, really? Because we met the fall after this came out. Right. And talking about like, dude, did you see, uh, did you see Batman this summer? Yeah, I saw Batman this summer. I think the Dark Knight was better. I don't. I think the Dark Knight Rises was way better. I think it's the best of the Nolan trilogy. Like within, within hours of meeting you, I remember you. Saying yeah, that. Probably on our long truck ride to Best Buy. I think... <laughs> I love that story. I think... <laughs> it, it like, Doge no and I got connected on a long car ride too. Did you know that? No. Yeah, yeah it was to... I think it was to to camp. Oh, wait. To, like, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 I did know That's that. when he That's discovered true. Dawes. Yeah. So and I good. discovered Doge. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. And everybody, if you look... If you... Everybody <laughs> discovered a friend. That's right. I, this is no longer my favorite of the Dark Knight trilogy. However, okay, this movie has detractors, and I am most certainly not one of them. I will go down with the ship on the yeah, Dark what Knight is, Rises. What is the the go to utility belt detractor statements? Like, what, so, why do people? I think this movie simply suffers from how good the one before it was. I, I really I think that's agree. the biggest. I think this is a so I. I have found myself aligning maybe more closely with somebody who would be considered a detractor of this movie after this watch, because I think it's good. This is a better sequel to Batman Begins than it is to The Dark Knight. This does not feel cut from the same cloth as The Dark Knight to me. This very much feels cut from the same cloth as Batman Begins to me. And I think that's because, like with Batman Begins, that's an innovation in the way we tell a Batman story. With The Dark Knight, that is a further innovation in the way we tell a Batman story. And this feels like it's an iteration on what has come before. It doesn't really feel like we're reinventing a lot sure. with this one. And, and yeah. so I do think sure. I do think it is not as good. I, I do think the, the detractors would primarily say the main thing wrong with this is that it's a sequel to The Dark Knight. Yeah. And, and I think I, I, can, I can climb on board with that logic. I, for me, it's still my second favorite of The Dark Knight trilogy. Mm. Um, and uh, I just think it is... This one is more fun than The Dark Knight, I think. Like, whereas The Dark Knight is like a better movie, I think this one is more fun. Yeah. I feel like I I had never heard about it feeling more just like a sequel to Batman Begins. That makes sense because it feels like the main conflict is Bruce with himself in both of those. Um, And just kind of having to overcome something. It's not about the relationship dynamic of the villain. So I get that. I know. So let me me start... Uh, I'd like to super dump. Hmm. Hmm. Just get it out of the way. Still, by the third movie, the Batman combat sucks. Yeah. The fight choreography for Batman is really bad. To the point where I'm ultimately unsurprised when Bane completely mops the floor with Batman. 
Batman yeah. is Batman is stiff and slow, and I don't mean because Bruce is old. I mean the Batman fight choreography is bad. So um, we still, I, I think I don't want to. I'm I'm not taking over your super dump. I feel similar about that. It's not my super dump. I think this episode is probably a good time for us to kind of do a uh, preparing to talk about a new iteration of Batman too. Sure. Because when you say things like that, I'm like okay. Because I think when people look at the whole like Batman cinematic canon, all of Nolan's stuff, it's like it does feel really risky for Matt Reeves to come back and do like Batman. It's like, what could you possibly do better? It was like, well, one of them, like there's probably more obvious things than not. Yeah. One of them is is choreography, I would assume. But yeah, keep going. No, I totally agree. Even from just the trailer. Yeah. It looks like the Matt Reeves Batman fight choreo is very Daredevil. Head and shoulders above. I mean, I think that's- I think that's even one thing that Batfleck has on Bale is like the the combat, the choreo with Batfleck was really great. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think having just finished a rewatch of Daredevil and then watching this, it's like, man, Daredevil's fighting like Batman should be fighting. Mm-hmm. So that's, a yeah, good that's interesting because exactly. they, they just announced, DC just announced the newest uh, writer for Batman is, uh, oh crap, is it Chip? Chip Zdarsky maybe? Chip, Chip anyway. Gaines. It's yes, Chip and Joanna. They're writing a new Batman. The the fixer upper. Uh, No, but it's he's writing Daredevil right now. He's finishing out his Daredevil run with Marvel, and also going to be writing Batman at the same time. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of shared blood between these two characters. That's an interesting conversation for another time. But that's that's very interesting. I like that a lot. Let's talk. uh, Let's talk a little bit, if we can, about let's let's sort of set our framework for this movie. In contrast with like the Gotham of the Dark Knight, what are we eight years after? Um, or is it ten? No, it's eight. It's eight. It's eight. Eight years later on Harvey Dent Day, and Gotham has been like virtually crime free. But that's only years. because the Dent Act is essentially unilateral power, right? Yeah, for it's, local governments, it's martial law without yeah. being martial law, basically. And uh, I think the movie's pretty muddy on that stuff, honestly. Like the 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 Dent Act being good but bad for the people of Gotham, you know what I mean? The fact yeah. that it is martial law, that it does give the police unilateral power and sort of turns Gotham into a good police, a happy police state. Mm-hmm. And then there's a sad police state when Bane and his revolutionaries come in. And then the final fight of this movie is Batman leading an army of cops against Bane's army and also maybe some people from Gotham who've joined Bane's side. It's just... yeah. Really, really like from a from a plot and messaging standpoint, it's super muddy and yeah. Obviously, now ten years later, very unsettling. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it 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 suffers a lot from. I think in 2012 there was a general. Um, there was not as much awareness of like among the general public. There was not a, as much awareness of the, um, the pain, the darker side of policing and what that can sometimes do for ordinary sure. citizens. And so in this movie, it was just like, yeah, the cops sprinting headfirst into <laughs> war with the terrorists with Batman on their side. It's like all good. I think yeah. now after seeing several years of uh, civil justified civil unrest at yeah. unethical police practices, I think it becomes a little... Well, I think it's just uh, it's a reflection of how the conversation around governing has shifted. Yeah, for sure. I think that this movie wants us to be sympathetic with the billionaires who are victims of an Occupy Gotham. Oh, I, I don't movement. think that. I don't think that. I, I do didn't. feel that. I do feel that this movie paints it a little bit as like, oh, these poor folks are getting thrown out of their homes by Bane. Bane has to be stopped. Well, no, <laughs> I, I don't. Bane's read that definitely at all. A, a populist hero. You know, I, it's. I don't know. It's. It's much muddier than perhaps any other Batman movie that we've talked about so far. That mud, that section of the mud I read as intentional that it's supposed to be like, well, I can see why people would jump behind Bane because he is giving them back what they deserve and kind of sticking it to the wealthy class. I didn't read that as like poor billionaires. I didn't read that at all. I think you do see a lot of that in Selena's relationship with Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, how good is our casting director at finding slimy boys? Good. <laughs> Brett oh, Cullen as the congressman. Y- yeah. Y'all remember him from like, I mean, there's lots of stuff. He was Thomas Wayne in Joker, mm-hmm. but he was also in, I think, True Detective as a really awful person. 
every time I see him, every time I see him, I think he's Chris Cooper. Like, wait, yeah. no. Chris Cooper looks like a caricature of him. Yes. Yeah. Then we have then we have Littlefinger. I mean, we've got Bern yeah. Gorman, Ben Mendelsohn, Matthew Modine, who I'm just like, yeah, Stranger Things vibes from all those guys. I was like, oh, so slimy. And half of them are at that party at the beginning, and I'm like, good job, man. Yeah. I'm already like, I don't know what role you play. I remember the first time watching, I was like, these are not good guys. Yeah. <laughs> ben Mendelsohn, one of my most quoted. Here it is. Movie lines of all time, just because of the <laughs> the way he says it. <laughs> Can we get some girls in here? <laughs> it's just too good. I like casting. Casting director seems to have had kind of a blank check on this stuff. For I would sure. I would see so. There were so many. Like there was even smaller roles that I was like, "Is that the guy from Dexter?" And then Juno like, Temple. Juno Temple was the big surprise yes. this watch. Yeah. I, I and I've always known like that was Juno Temple, but then like watching it, it's like seeing it for the first time. Like, oh yeah. wow, you have it. You've had a quite a career since then. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, very fun. There's yeah. a lot of characters in this movie. Yeah, can I super pump? Yeah, yeah. Please. My super pump is going to be what I'm just going to call the mentors, and I'm going to break some rules here. But I think the support for this guy that they love, Bruce Wayne. And just trying to like help him just get through it. Like this is the lowest we've seen Bruce. And it's the weakest we've seen Bruce. And there were these three guys that were trying to run things without him. So that's Michael Caine's Alfred, Gary Oldman's Commissioner Gordon, and, and then Morgan Freeman's Lucius Fox. I think right. these three, I think there is something very powerful about like that mentorship role and the vulnerability of these three older men to him. And I think that makes him... That makes Bruce's climbing out of the pit so much stronger because I, it felt like very serious beats by Chris Nolan to make sure that you're seeing these one-on-one, -on -one impactful, poignant, vulnerable, thoughtful conversations between every one of these guys that play very different roles but very similar roles. And I, I didn't even catch that dynamic so much uh, in, in previous iterations, but like in this movie especially, I just I just loved it. And I think you could argue that it's also all three of those guys' strongest installments. Yeah, um, I agree with that. For sure, Michael Caine's. I mean, he, the, the scene with those two on the stairs in basically, a, you know, the, the electric bill is about to go out in Bruce Manor and, and he's actually revealed to him. Oh, that's the end. The end. Yeah. That's the end. Well, I always too. think of it on the stairs, but that's the end. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was thinking of the one where he um, reveals Tells to him about, about the, the letter, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But and then and then you remember right because it's got to be so interesting for Christian Bale, who is just such a give his all guy. I think he's just known for that in Hollywood, physically, emotionally. You know, we've even got some of the behind the scenes stuff, like you know, whenever it breaks on. Oh, what's what's the what's the news? outlet where it will break stuff that's like someone had their phone out on a set or something of like Christian oh. Bale just getting way too oh. invested. Yeah. But anyways, to do all that. Was that was the set of this movie, right? No. I thought it was uh, no, Terminator. that was Terminator Salvation, I think. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. I forgot he was in that. But to see him get emotional and like Bruce Wayne cry. Yeah. You realize how long it took us before we saw something like that and how impactful that was. And so, yeah, I think these <clears throat> mentors were pulling that out of him. Maybe yeah. in more ways than one. So th that's my super pump. No, my my super dump was almost that there was not nearly enough Alfred, Gordon, and Fox in this movie for how much they have contributed yeah. to the other two movies to almost not quite write them out, but like huh. Gordon's role was bigger in The Dark Knight, but his role in the city was bigger in this movie. We just see less I of do, it, you know? I do feel that crunch though of like, man, the characters I loved from the last one are almost getting sidelined by this script so that we can talk about John Blake and Selena Kyle and Bane and Miranda Tate and Daggett. Like there is a whole new group of characters that's kind of pushing the other characters that we've spent the past two movies talking about off to the side a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's tough to have clarity on that because I can't disagree with you either. It's the same kind of pace that we had in Dark Knight with how many times like things are cut. Like there's so many scenes I forget like Miranda Tate, I could argue, was like, I feel like she was the least 
amount that we see. But then I was like, well, maybe there was a scene of, maybe there was a 30 second Miranda tape between a Selena Kyle and a Daga. You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. it's, just, it's that, <laughs> Nolan pa- that Nolan yeah. pacing yeah. where it's just like, like the whole way through. Speaking of things that Nolan tends to fall into, this was the first, I think, instance of dialogue being unintelligible because of the way that the movie is mixed. Yeah. And that's something that keeps cropping up in Nolan films and he's got to be doing it intentionally at this point and it drives me insane. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you can't read lips. Yeah. Yeah. With the mask. Yeah. I mean, I've seen this movie probably, probably 10 times, you know, probably somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, And I I still, I mean, I I still don't know what the main character's name is. I can't can't figure out which one of them is supposed to be a bat. No, I think that (laughs) I think that I probably catch about 70% of what Bane says. Yeah. Yeah, we had captions on in it. I learned yeah. so much. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys know his name's Bane? It's, it's called Gotham. I've been calling it Gotham this whole Bane time. Bane has Gotham. infinitely Gotham more lines City. than he did in Batman and Robin. Bob. 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 Yeah, I, okay. So I really love Tom Hardy's performance as Bane. I think that it's... A ton of fun. So weird. In like so strange. In like a great way that makes it stick out. And like he's almost iconic because of how out there he is. Can you imagine the pressure on Bronson? Hmm? Yeah, for real. Yeah, hundred percent. Imagine the pressure uh, of Tom Hardy being like, "Hey, your cast is the villain in the follow-up to The Dark Knight." Whoa. I, I don't know why in my head. I know he's a regular person, so yeah, I'm sure he felt the pressure. But in my head, he just woke up. He does it. Yeah, it's fine. I'll do it. It's yeah. fine. I'll do it. It's like, fine. I'll do it. Just put him on his those massive traps of his. He can <laughs> the way the world. He's enormous in this movie. He's, he's very, <laughs> very large. In this but movie. also five eight. Is he yeah. five eight? He's a little boy. He had I didn't to wear. Know he was that small. He had to wear like six inch lifts in his shoes in this movie. What, Tom? To, just to be, be taller. Yeah. Just little tiny bane. <laughs> 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 it's like a little meatball. <laughs> he's like. He's like I put the cup, but there was no need for it. Honestly, if I'm being very real with you. (laughs) Okay. So let me, let me talk about a couple of things rapid fire here as we, as we get closer and closer to shout announcements. I want to say, um, I stand by this. I'll die on this hill. Anne Hathaway has never done anything wrong and she's perfect in every role that she's in. And that includes, she's good here. So don't even step to talk about the, so Catwoman will be the, outside of Batman, different Batmans, the most that we've seen like in the Batman series, right? This is our third Catwoman that we're going to get. I think unless, if movie. you count Joker standalone, then they are tied, I believe. But if you don't count that, then yes, she's the second most. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. I think that's going to be, it's just like bang, bang. It's weird to have one right after yeah. another one. That's you know, that's be a, a good point. An interesting dynamic. Anyways, I think that, I think that Zoe Kravitz is going to be a better fit for the role than Anne Hathaway Absolutely was. Agree. But I think that 100%. Anne Hathaway is a great fit for this universe. Um, I think Anne Hathaway does a great job. I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like the script gives her, I feel like a lot about Catwoman is told to us rather than shown. That this is a really, it feels like a, an exposition heavy script. And it just, I don't know. It's, she's an, another instance of, here's a new character that is introduced whose whole deal is introduced, complicated, and resolved in this one movie. I don't know, man. It just feels like the, the end of a trilogy is when you kind of need to be wrapping things up. Sure. Not beginning, middling, and ending whole new things that we've not well, talked about at he, all up to this here's point. Here's what I sincerely, honestly believe happened, is that someone played Arkham City. Yeah. And the end choice with Catwoman, they were like, "What? that's pretty good. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> um, and then put her in. She doesn't bother me. I, I understand where you're at with the wrapping up of the trilogy thing, but this was not a continuous story from start to finish of the trilogy anyway. It's not Lord of the Rings where they took three movies to tell one story. It's three stories, three movies, one main character essentially. So I'm not overly bothered by the introduction of these new characters. I am bothered by the brushing away of our old faves. Yeah. That part does bother me. And I understand that the new characters are the catalyst for that brushing away. So I guess you could say my feelings are a little complicated. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marion Cotillard is always great. I really yeah. appreciate her in everything. I think that adding Talia is dumb. Mm-hmm. There's no need for it. We could have just let Bane be Bane. Um, 
I don't feel it's the twist need. though. I think it's Nolan because we like, wanted the twist of her climbing out of the out of the pit. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I, isn't the twist of the fake the fake death of Batman enough of a twist though? You know, like ooh, we were going to talk about before. the fake death of Batman. Oh, I'm sure we're going to. Um, yeah, I, I I think that Miranda Tate is pretty severely underwritten. Yes. Like one of one of the worst instances of a character just showing up and then there's dialogue telling us this character's whole entire deal. She seems to and I know that it's because like her plan is to I guess get close to Bruce so she can take over Gotham or whatever for the League of Shadows, but like on first on first watch she very much exists only to sort of uh Give pleasure Bruce Wayne in a Wii Sports kind of way. Sure. In this script. Sure. Which their relationship in the comics is storied and long. Yeah. I'm not so saying- we probably So we probably should confine it to 30 minutes of our final movie of our trilogy, right? Right. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that part makes it tough. Um, no, there's, there's definitely a lot to unpack specifically in like post to the hour mark of this movie, things really take off. Um, and there's- I, And I would actually argue that pre the hour mark, Virtually nothing happens. It's all set up. It's a lot of setup. It is. It is such long. a slowly paced movie until and there, it isn't. Until it isn't, and there is like a shocking, shockingly small amount of Batman in this movie. Um, it it did feel like it felt like it feels. This movie feels like Nolan was done after the Dark Knight, and they're like, "Got to do one more big homie." And he was like, "All right." He he was. I know. He didn't didn't really want to come back, and he was like, "I'm. I guess I found a script that works." And WB is like, "Great, use the Riddler, cast DiCaprio." And Nolan says, "Well, no, I'd actually rather use Bane." And they're like, "Okay, fine, just make it. It's got to be 2011 or 2012." Yeah, I'm not like a expert on trilogy or anything. It does feel like the third of the trilogy should be building off the fact that the first two had a slow start, or like the slow. It feels like it doesn't have to be like a reset. Like it doesn't have okay, to be slow as slow start of a get, start. You mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Although, and we'll talk about it uh, right after the shout announcements. But um, my my super bump come super bump super bump. My super pump comes. It's my as favorite a Nicki Minaj song. <laughs> boom, 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 My my super pump comes as a result of our long slow build. So, okay, now it's shout and with and with that tease and and, and as I dangle the carrots, the you you won't stop the podcast you you're getting very sleepy but you won't stop the podcast we expecting one of us in shout announcements and it's me i'm the one in shout announcements hello welcome to shout announcements the part of the show where we that's give like shout a pretty outs. that's a pretty good bane by the way really that's like great. the, the yeah. timbre is is there i think part of it is how deep the cup is it's a very big cup really i'm just using a mug yeah mine, i think mine is not quite there yeah i think i have a higher voice than you and then also i'll do it like you then yeah. mine is not quite there <laughs> it's me yeah, it's about like that. It's about right in that register. Listen, uh, next week, finally, it's time to talk about Battinson, the Batman. I'm so excited. I have to have a Batman calzone before then. Matt Reeves is the Batman. Oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't eaten one yet. yet. I haven't done that yet. I tried to go. I tried to get one. I tried to keep our promise, my promise to our listeners that I would eat one before we recorded The Dark Knight. And Little Caesars was closed. Pathetic. I'm so sad for you. Pathetic. It's disgusting. Don't they care? Don't they care? Anyway, tune Not in about next me. week to hear us talk about Matt Reeves's The Batman. Also, if you want Will Arnett's The Batman, <laughs> it only costs you $3. And you'll get more than that. You'll get all the other Patreon episodes we've done before it. And you'll get an extra vote. Just that $3 tier on Patreon gets you the extra vote and gets you extra episodes. The $5 tier gets you into our Discord chat which is, I'm not going to say becoming anymore. It has become the main source of movie knowledge yeah. and TV knowledge and now book knowledge and video game knowledge. It is a group that very organically realized, look at all the things we have in common. And <laughs> look, look at all the here's stuff an environment, we all Here's an environment we've never had before. And it's not just about having things in common. It's about having you know, arguments of one way or the other about certain things. So it's fun. It gets you access to, to when, when box office wall season three rolls around. Uh, it's just 
going to be one of the best $5 a month that you can spend to support the podcast. Outside of getting all that stuff, you're helping this podcast out, and that's wonderful. We did want to let you guys know about some new merch that we've got up. Uh, we're trying out a new merch storefront, and we're super happy with it so far. So if you head to twochunksandahunk.com and you click the Merch tab, you'll be redirected to a spot where you can buy uh, some stickers. We have some socks up there now. We have some canvas tote bags. Uh, but it, it, a lot of it features our new art uh, that that we unveiled last week on the show. And uh, see, there's an itty bitty podcast mug too that I really like that I'll probably be purchasing. The merch is so good. I'm definitely going to get a hat. Yeah, the hats are super cool. So we'd love it if you'd, if you'd check that out and uh, maybe pick something up to support your pod boys. But if that seems too difficult or too expensive for you, a free thing you could do is rate or review us on either iTunes or Spotify. Uh, we're on a mission to collect every star. And so far we have an average of five of them on both. And so we, we would love you to add your stars to the pot. Uh, much like Mario, we are on a mission like- to collect every star. <laughs> Much like Mario, our podcast is in another castle, but we would love the stars <laughs> while you're there. You could do both too. You could buy the merch and do the free stuff. Mm, you have to choose. No, you don't. Hey, <laughs> no, you don't. You have to choose. No. Oh, we'll know. We'll know if you don't choose. We'll know if you try to do both. No, I want, we want them to do both. What is this character? I just want to leave some for the other pod. I don't want to get greedy with action steps, you know? Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the first time ever, I'm going to bring us back into the episode with my super pump. I've never done it before, but I'm going to try today. It goes a little something like this. My super pump is a combination super pump of three separate moments from this Cool. Movie. You know how I feel. We've talked about it. You know how I feel about a superhero's ability to offer hope. I yeah. think it's very important. I think it's very interesting. It's not an S, though. On it's my planet, S. it means hope. hope. There are three moments. Number one is uh, the uh, young orphan boys on the bus seeing Batman save them. Carry that bomb? He's going to do it. He's definitely yeah. going to do it. And then he does it. The second moment is light it up. And then Gordon lights up the bat signal in flames on the bridge. And everybody yeah. knows whose town this one is. Super yeah. cool. And then... Third, and my favorite, the one I'll zero in on, <laughs> is the return of Batman for the first time in eight years in the tunnel with the two cops. The, yeah, oh, taken almost so directly from The mm-hmm. Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. And the Boy, older cop is for a show tonight. That is JJ from JJ's Diner. Yes, yes it is. From Parks and Rec. Yes, it is. Um, when the lights start going out because the bat pod is flying through. Yeah. It's just... In a movie f- that that is fairly sloppy, such a great Batman moment. Yeah, there there, there is something to Batman being a, a almost a mythical being, even in the eyes of Gotham City. Yeah, that it's not just like yay, Batman's here. It's like wait, what? He's real. Yeah, that when he rolls up and the cops are in disbelief, and he just one man armies all the way through this tunnel. It's amazing. It is so Batman. Yeah. And yeah. I love that. Very cool. Yeah, that's leaning into that big difference that we had, right, of it just being like any Batman before Nolan didn't seem intimidating, right. really. Right, to be able to just put the team on his back mm-hmm. yeah. and do it himself. You know, that's the, the new Bond vibe and everything, too, that we got from that. So, yep. there, like there, There's Very two flavors of Batman and that I really enjoy. We get both in the arc of this trilogy. One is the wait, who is this guy? And the 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 surprise comes from like, oh, he is as scary as everyone said he was in all the rumors. And then the other vibe of Batman I love is the my reputation precedes me, Batman, of like, yeah, the lights go out and everybody's like, oh no, it's definitely Batman. <laughs> and I love both of those vibes. Um, and I hope that Reeves's Batman can 
eventually get to the My Reputation Proceeds Me era, but I hope that this first one is the, oh, he's just as fast as strong as all the under the Gotham City Underground rumors said. Yeah. I like both. Yeah. I like both flavors. I was going to say something and it has just, it has just left my brain. You're crazy, man. It's gone. I like that about you. That's just, I'm just like wild that. like that. You can never predict when I'm going to forget something. Um, okay, let's talk about Joseph Gordon-Levitt because I'm tired of not talking about Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I, what? A, yeah. John Blake is kind of just like sloppily tacked onto this movie. Yeah, I'm conflicted. The Robin Definitely. reveal at the end is a little goof, a little goof. It's dumb. John Blake, I mean, he basically is Tim Drake. Right. Uh, because Tim is the Robin who just deduces Batman's secret identity and basically says, hey, I'm Robin now. Yeah. Um, but then on the other hand, it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt and he's he's crushing it. I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I do not I do not like John Blake like as a presence in this movie. Right. Because he takes the heroic action that I Should feel be like Gordon's. belongs to Gordon or Batman. Like there's a point where he is like investigating when he discovers that Bane has been pouring concrete laced with explosives. It's like this is just a this is just a kind of generic action movie at this point. There's really not a lot of superheroing happening here. Yeah, I don't know. It's not my super dump, but I like this. I don't know, guys. For the Dark Knight, when we watched it last week, it was like I'm turning off every light in my house. I'm making sure my dog is being very quiet. I'm having popcorn. Like I'm having a pristine experience. Yeah. And for The Dark Knight Rises, this was a I'm okay to get up and get a snack kind of movie where it was like, I'll walk away from the TV for just a second and grab some carrots or whatever. Yeah. And I think a lot of it centers around, it really does now that I'm in retrospect realizing that a lot of it was during John Blake's wild investigations. Where it's like, I just, man, this is just, this is not the Batman, this is not a Batman movie. This is not what I signed up for. Not what I wanted to watch when I said I want to watch a Batman movie. Yeah, I think of all the characters to have a beginning, middle, and end, this one's the most conflicting because it feels the most influential without an ultimate payoff for me. I mean, he does wonderful things of being like, I'm, the kids are just going into the bus. I want them to at least feel like they're safe. Yeah. Which, by the way, those kiddos have the worst teacher. Like, yeah, who's that? Real. With the, are you kidding? He's like, we're going to die. I'm like, Stop telling person, them that. Like, yeah. Whisper it to me, your fellow adult. Don't just scream. He's showing, things. yeah, he's showing elements of like, Hey, this is the spirit of who should protect Gotham if yeah. Bruce is gone. Which it is very important that. to me that we all acknowledge that he is absolutely going to die the first night out as the new Batman because he's got no combat training. <laughs> he is he is just a cop who retired. Yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that it's that whole thing. That's like that's pretty stupid. If we wanted to have a successor to Batman, we should introduce him in Batman Begins. Yep, he should be a parallel protagonist with Bruce. This is. That that's the one of the strangest things to me is that we introduce a character, give him a complete beginning, middle, end, and guess what? Now he's Batman. I yeah. like to think that he was going to be Nightwing instead. Honor honor that Batman's gone. Okay, he's going to die his first night out as Nightwing. Then his yeah. costumes will be a little different <laughs> on his corpse. How's that? Yeah, no, for sure, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> he's very dead. But at least he's not wearing hockey pants. So yeah, I do. I do love Joseph Gordon Levitt. But it does, it does feel a little bit like Nolan was like, can we, <laughs> the vibe is almost, can we just shoot some of this after we finish Inception? Just like, don't go home yet. Let's just get a little more yeah, Inception. Just stick just, around. Just stick around. Let's do a couple of Batman things. There is, in, in a unique Between way, Marion Cotillard, Knight, Tom Hardy, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, it's a good I mean, point. it's yeah. everybody. Yeah, Michael Caine. No, and Killian Murphy. Uh, and Killian Murphy. And Killian Murphy. Uh, in a unique way, The Dark Knight Rises is a testament to how influential good acting is on a script. It's yes. like, can you imagine throwing in all of these pieces? And if somebody is not, is just also not delivering what they've been right. given. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's super detrimental. Like if so it's honestly, not this was Tom Hardy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Christian Bale, like if it's not these right. people, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, it doesn't even have to if, be Tom Hardy. It's like, that happens all the time. Yeah, villain, villain you know, uh, what's the, not rotisserie. Excuse? What's the door ro rotating? Yeah. Roulette? No, rotate roulette. like a, a revolving door. That's what Ro you mean. Revolving roulette rotate rotisserie. Like a roulette, yeah. like a roulette chicken from the grocery but, store. Yeah. If you know, if y'all got any of them do well, if Joseph chicken? Gordon Lovett doesn't do well. Yeah. <laughs> All these people that we had full narratives that we hadn't seen. 
I think maybe that's where maybe that's where the like conflict comes from in me because I like the performances of these actors, but I don't care for the new characters in the mm-hmm. script. I think that that Marion and Anne and Jogo Lev and uh, I mean even uh, Ben Mendelsohn are out acting the script, and it's not even that the script on the page is bad; it's just the the presentation and their presence in this. Yeah. It's just, I don't no, know. Here's man. my thing. Just, here's my thing. Here, let me, because uh, I feel a lot of the same things you do. I just think I feel them through a different channel in my brain. Because I, I really like this story. I really love Bane as sort of a like economy terrorist, actual terrorist, brilliant strategist kind of a guy. Like I really like the blow the bridges, isolate Gotham, let it eat itself alive. It's so interesting. It's taken. I, Almost completely from Batman No Man's Land, yeah, 1989. I, I really like this. Or 98. He's lawful, he's lawful evil, yeah? Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. I really like this story a lot. I really like even the characters in it, even the new ones. It is yeah. too hasty. I do. That's the thing. I think it's a good Batman story. I think it is a bad sequel to The Dark Knight. Yeah, that is, I 100% agree with that. But I think it's I'll a good where, movie. Yeah. I'll tell you where I think some of this conflict comes from that I know Doge just mentioned recently in terms of the characters. Like there is this kind of, uh, because there's so much newness, I think what makes it difficult is because the acting is is done so well. So you don't have the hierarchy. You don't get to just easily say like, well, of course we're going to get rid of Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character because he just, it was poor. It was a poor job altogether. Right. Like he just didn't do- So now that we have to keep everything, we feel like our basket is not big enough. Yeah. And so we're just like, I don't know. I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings because I, I can imagine it without Selena Kyle, but I kind of can't. What do they, it what does, do, they do? It does feel like about 10 pounds a movie shoved in, yeah. stuffed into a five pound bag. It's a little yeah. bit like somebody invites you over for like a three course meal and the first course is like this incredible soup. And you're like, thank you. That was a great soup. First of all, first of all, no such thing. Incredible soup? Soup is a drink. That's a I dumb always take. want. That's I always take. want something to. I always want something to chew when I have soup. That's a dumb take. It doesn't feel like a meal. So the first, anyway. the first course is incredible soup. The second course, the most delicious steak and veggies. I mean, better than restaurant quality. This person has really blown you away, and you're like, I cannot wait for dessert. And then for dessert, it's just the first soup again with some extra seasonings, and it's like this is. This is a little bit better than the first time. I'm actually already full and done with soup, though, and would like to have moved on to something to complete this meal. And now I think I that's like what I, I mean. Started it again. That's what I mean by this feeling like an iteration rather than an innovation. And a series right. known for innovating with every entry, to choose to only iterate on the last one, and to do that by by getting it feels like the story got wider and not deeper. If that makes sense, yes. it's just like let's focus on a lot more people rather than focus even more on the same people. Yes. Mm. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's tricky. Uh, may I super pump though? I, I, I feel like I haven't that. been very positive. You haven't been. I wish you would. Everybody's shocked by it too. I know. I'm usually the, the ray of sunshine. Just a beacon of light. In our pod cave. Uh, the, the decision of Nolan to actually definitively end this movie. He's quoted as saying, superhero movies tend to just blow up and up and up and balloon and balloon and balloon and balloon. And so for this to have an ending is something you don't really get in comic books. And so I wanted to do something different and actually definitively end a superhero story. And I cannot think of another superhero movie that has ever ended, just had an ending. Almost every single one of them end the way like the most egregious ones are the Marvel movies that it just kind of stops. And it's like, well, I guess I got to go see the next Avengers or got to go see Captain Marvel to see what happens next. Or uh, I think this is the more subtle ones that end the way that Batman Begins does, where it's like our main story is over. And then the last scene is like, there's a new guy in town and you won't believe what he's like. And then the hero runs off in the distance like Catwoman tried to do. (laughs) But this one definitively ends, has a definitive ending arc our main characters all end somewhere. Uh, we have what appears to be maybe a slight sequel tease with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, but I was about to fact- say, isn't that the same thing as we got a new guy in town? I don't think so because our main character's story is over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't think of another superhero movie that actually ends where the superhero says, I'm done superheroing. Yeah. I'm sure there is one, 
but I cannot think of a single I mean, movie in besides game this one. a little one. bit with the death of Iron Man. Sure, but every single other character in that movie, yeah, I hear you. Says I'm going to keep on superheroing. I don't know. I just think that's a a really great. Uh, Is Shazam a superhero? I have not seen Shazam. I'm kidding. I, I can't remember. I think I've seen it once. I do I love Zachary Levi play. though. Oh, no, I was thinking of something else. What's the Shaquille O'Neal one? That's Kazam. K- Kazam? Kazam. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke and I fell into like an actual <laughs> I love No, I, Zachary Levi, he, he played basketball. Very tall basketball very player. Very tall basketball player. He, I mean, he is a tall guy. Owns Papa he John's now. Play basketball. Yeah. He can play basketball. He looks like Papa John's. Hey, <laughs> Shaq should definitely... I, I'm not I'm not yoinking a bit from another podcast. I just am agreeing with something that I have heard said is that they should absolutely change the name of Papa John's to either Papa Shacks or Pizza Shack, which is funny because it's like Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah, why not? But, yeah. Isn't he like the majority owner? Yeah, oh, he's, no, a big, he's, he's like, a big boy of it now. I think he's like default yeah. CEO. He's daddy. He's pizza daddy. And I think that yeah. I think that they should definitely change the name. I I have no interest in ordering from a pizza restaurant named after a racist, but I would definitely yeah. order pizza from a place named after Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> which is hilarious. May I super interesting? Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Interesting piggyback on your super pump. My super dump. Ooh. It's because I feel like Nolan's better than this and it was a great opportunity. And Chelsea talked about it too. She's the one who actually brought it up and I was like, oh my God, yes. I think it could have been much more fun if we don't actually see Bruce Wayne at the table. We just see the face lit up of Alfred smiling really big, and then we just don't show yeah, it. I agree 100%. I think, I think we didn't need it. We really didn't. And coming from the guy who that spinning top mm-hmm. never really stopped, mm-hmm. it was like, my guy, just make this your thing. Completely agree. Like, with how much you love the diddy, diddy, right? Most people would say yes, because so you keep the buildup. Keep the like... Oh, it looks like Bruce fixed the autopilot. Oh, all these things, all these things he set up in place. And then there's those bright, wide eyes of Alfred finally getting what he wanted, but you don't show us. I agree. Bruce and Selena Kyle. My guess is it's because they wanted to show us that it was Selena. And I think you could have even shown her without showing that it was Bruce across the table from her. Yeah, just reverse Mm -hmm. it. Have Bruce have his back to Alfred. Well, or just have her back. Like we get her profile like before and there's no one sitting across from her. She's expecting someone. Like even that is fine. I just don't think we needed to see Bruce. Yeah, didn't need to see Christian Bale there. No. My super dump is the Batman fake out death. What? He, he did not eject. He did not eject. We showed Batman's eyes in the plane lit by the sunrise or sunset that he's flying into. And then the very next shot is the plane flying away and exploding. That There was like three seconds left, right? Right. When we still see him in the And we see him still in the plane. We don't see him eject. That feels like the movie's like, oh, stupid. You thought Batman died? You're so dumb. He actually ejected. <laughs> so I have that, read a theory that- That does not work he, to me he, at all. We never see the Batmobile in this movie. We see the prototype that it came from. Right, because it was destroyed. And I have I have read a theory that he is in a new Batmobile driving away at that point. Like that he's not actually in the Bat. Yeah, that's so stupid. But why is that? Uh, so why is that stupid though? Because that doesn't like, there needs to be something other than like, I'm reading an internet theory to figure out why Batman didn't I don't actually care about blow the actual, no, 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 I don't care about the actual Batmobile part. I, I, that, that's irrelevant to me. I'm asking. Without the Batmobile part, that doesn't work to me. Because if you just- It is a nuclear bomb. If you show me something happening, of course I'm going to believe it. So why is it treated as this big reveal that sudden, like, we watched Tony Stark die, right? We watched him snap and pass away. If he just came back in another movie, like, oh, I faked my death. How? We watched you die. How did you escape the bomb, Batman? We watched your plane blow up. Yeah, but this is different, right? Because we don't watch him die. We watch the plane blow up. And it's not another movie, it's this movie. Like, I feel like you're making two different points here. We watched Rachel Dawes. We watched the warehouse blow up that she was sitting in. We didn't see her blow up, right? She was sitting uh, in it, she was sitting in it, and then it immediately cut to a shot. We saw the fire start in the corner, and then it immediately cut to a shot of the warehouse blowing up. If she had just walked in on this one and said, I didn't die, I faked my death. I think it doesn't work. I think the Batman. I agree that, fake that doesn't out death, work because she's not a 
a genius superhero with an eject button who is purposefully <laughs> flying a bomb away from a like I'm loving this. But we did not he did not eject from the plane. You don't know that. I mean, first of all, hey, first of all, clearly he definitely did. I don't know. I love with this. all the other I feel complaints like you-, you have had about this movie, this feels like a weird super dump to zero in on because I don't I think that it's totally believable that he ejected when we didn't see him or is not in the plane. When could we have an, not seen that's him? That's an though. earlier shot of him getting the plane on course. Like if there's autopilot, why does he even have to be in it be, beyond like why couldn't he have jumped out on the roof of that building that it flew over and now it's just gone? Because we saw it fly over the roof of that building and we saw him not jump out of no, it. No, we see it we see it from the ground level go over the roof then we see it on the other side. Okay. I'm just Ooh. I'm just saying I think it's it, it's intentionally cut in a way that like when you first watch it, it feels like I must have missed something. Yeah. And rewatching it, it does not, I was looking for the moment, like when is Batman not in this plane flying this bomb? Every single time that I've watched this movie since I saw it in theaters, when is Batman not in the plane flying this bomb? And he's never not in the plane flying the bomb away until it blows up. And then we see him at the very end. Maybe all of Gotham was destroyed. And that is Alfred's last moments before death. Could he be. sees what he hopes for. Could be a vivid if hallucination. Anything that we learned from the prestige is that it's the twin. That is at the <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Deuce Wayne had to drive the plane into the explosion. He's been keeping him in a cage for years just for this one moment. He's like, now it's your time to shine, Deuce. <laughs> All the cutscenes of them sharing the same scars. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Gosh, the prestige is so yeah, good. It is good. I think that I don't, that brings me to a, a interesting. <laughs> I think that Nolan is just in general a lot better than this movie. I agree. I think this is pretty far and away. I mean, now that that we've officially concluded our Nolan series that we started two years ago, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is easily the worst Nolan movie. I think it's his most phoned in. Yeah. Worse than Insomnia? For sure. I don't think it's Certainly worse. worse than Insomnia. I don't think it's worse than Insomnia. I think Insomnia works better together. I, I think with that, itself. I think that this is I, I like this better than Batman Begins. I think that it is Batman Begins is so much more straightforward than this. Is this Warner Brothers and yeah. Legendary mm-hmm. Pictures? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. This was a year before Man I'm of Steel. Use that for my rating <laughs> when we get there. Speaking of it is time to rate this movie using the scientific cinema scale, utilizing all the science we have known to man at our very fingertips. Uh, it's perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy that poster. The next best thing is buy it. It's followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it. And last but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I choose to buy The Dark Knight Rises. I think this is the, from what I can, I mean, there's a lot of research that I could have done on this, but this feels like the greatest effort to fight against WB's addiction to more. Hmm. Um, Nolan was actually able to put together something that, there are people that can argue that it's their favorite of one of the best, you know, trilogies or best franchises of superhero movies specific to a specific superhero. I think he did good. I think he got, he made a lot of the right moves. It, it got a lot. It was too much probably, like we said before, that 10 pounds into a five pound. But it was an incredibly valiant effort to kind of throw things together. I think it is a testament to his creativity. Uh, that he was able to put something together and, and put these pieces, even though a couple of them were missing. I'd say bye. I'm going to rent this one. This is a mostly satisfying conclusion to a superhero trilogy with an absolutely standout, game-changing middle chapter. <laughs> right. I think if The Dark Knight was not The Dark Knight, I would be buying this movie or perhaps even buying the poster. But just the fact that the, it is... This sounds like a, a diss against me. It is so much worse than The Dark Knight, which is still really good because The Dark Knight is really, really good. Right. Yeah, the quality the quality drop from The Dark Knight to this is even more apparent watching them back to back. 
Uh, and so I'm just, I'm going to rent it. Yeah. It's tough to make a sequel to a functionally perfect movie. Like, yeah, that is very difficult. I am buying The Dark Knight Rises. Um, I just, I love this movie. I think it's, I think it's a ton of fun. I think that, you know, would I put it as nearly as important or good or awesome or all the things we could say about The Dark Knight? No, of course not. But it's really, it's really fun. And um, I think that between the performances and just sort of the Batman of it all, it is a a hearty buy from this. Gentleman. On IMDb's uh, top two fifty, top two hundred fifty rated movies, number four is The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight Rises is on that list. It's actually number seventy three. That's still pretty high. Very high. This it's movie is on a lot of lists like that. Like the yeah. the uh, AFI said it was like one of the top movies of the twenty tens. It's in the top three hundred of another aggregator, and I like. I don't know. I don't want to be too much of a detractor. I think it has to be some residual shine 100%. of the Dark Knight on this. 100%. You know what I mean? Even for me, it's like, that. Yeah. I just think objectively dynamic. on its own, if the Dark Knight doesn't exist, this doesn't make those lists. Yeah. I think a dynamic that's going to be really interesting for me, and it's because I forgot that we were getting some really good MCU alongside, you know, the Avengers releasing the same year. Yeah. Getting that alongside you know, the best that we've seen of DC um, to kind of have that, again, have that overlap. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see what influences the other. It does feel a little bit like, I mean, maybe this is, maybe this is a sequel tease for next week's episode about the Batman. It does feel like WB spent the past 10 years trying to be like, what do people really want to see in a Batman and tried a couple of Batflex and then are like, no, what they want is, is, Zodiac. They want David Fincher. They want like <laughs> gritty, realistic Batman. So we're going to give it to him again. Maybe. I just have all the faith in the world in Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson. I do too. Like, but I think tonally, it's it's hard to argue against the fact that tonally, that seems the most similar to the Dark Knight out of any other superhero thing that we've oh, got. For sure. For sure. The the Batman totally feels like it could be a sleeper like sequel or prequel or somehow connected. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I know it's not, but yeah, but just like you vibe, just vibe. Same exact same vibe. And sure. they tried it, they did it again with Joker. They're like, that's what people like about Batman is Ugh. when it's grumpy and gritty and realistic. Dude, the more I've seen Joker one time, I'll never watch it again. The more I reflect yeah, on that interested. movie, the more annoyed I am that people like it. It's dude. Yeah. I I'm disappointed. Anyway, don't forget to tune in next week as we review the review. Can we really call this a review podcast? We're we're a movie discussion. Not really. A discourse. We're a movie discourse podcast. We just get on and geek out Ooh. and then tell you how we think and we hope you like us. Um, to end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name. And um, I think we have to say a famous quote from this movie as a different character from this movie. I'm going to take yours. I'm taking yours. I go first, yours. so you oh, aren't. no. You aren't, actually. For Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders, and... Can we get some girls in here? Yeah, I, I <laughs> knew that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Jordan serving. That yes. That it's my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. We all do it. I'm Doge, and... A hero can be anyone, even a man doing something as simple and reassuring as putting a coat around a young boy's shoulder. We didn't talk to let about him know that the world hadn't ended. We didn't. Was that a ghost that at the end? Great. We didn't talk about how the great world that hadn't ended. Is. <laughs> That's a really good reveal. Yeah, it's good. We didn't talk about that. It's That's great. a great reveal. Putting a coat around a little boy's shoulders to let him know the world hadn't ended. Why did you call? Were you holding your nose? He yeah, farted. he can't he, farted while he was doing the quote. <laughs> it sounds like he can't breathe out of his nose. I'm pretty sure he can't breathe out of his nose when he's in the suit. Not Batman, but Christian Bale. And I'm Carter and Albane. Your wife said you were taking a cab home. That sounds like Morgan. That sounds like Morgan Freeman playing Bane. It's levels, dude. It's a Nolan movie. I, there are levels. I here. almost did the. It's Morgan Freeman doing a Bane, doing a guy who's working the front of the party, the valet. I failed you. I married enough members of the Wayne family. <laughs> oh. Mine also a little turns into Vincent Price by the end of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 